This podcast is presented by the Miami Rescue Mission Broward Outreach Centers, also known as The Caring Place, www.caringplace.org. Welcome to Mission Possible, the good news program with all the good news and more. Brought to you by the Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Centers, where caring for the needy, feeding the hungry, and changing lives happens every day. Now here are your hosts for Mission Possible, Ron and Marilyn Brummett. Good morning, South Florida, and welcome to Mission Possible, the good news program brought to you by the Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Centers. We're known as the Caring Place, and we've been caring for the homeless and needy here in South Florida since 1922. This is our 99th year of helping people transform their lives. Next year is the big 100 centennial celebration. We're getting so excited and getting prepared for that. And uh, my name's Ron Brummett. I happen to be the president. And if you tune, if you haven't tuned in before, this program is about good news. You know, with all the doom and the gloom and all the things that we go through on a, on a daily basis, you know, the shootings, the COVID, uh, the economy, uh, just hear a barrage of, of negativity. You know, that does play on a person's uh, state of mind, uh, on their spiritual condition, their emotional condition, their physical condition. Uh, suicides are at an all-time high. Uh, people are just hurting inside for, because of all different reasons. And I want to make sure that, and we want to make sure that you hear some things that are good that are happening in the community. And there are good things continuing to be done. Well, we have a wonderful group of supporters and volunteers that help us every single day. Uh, we are working with those that really have uh, no place to go. They're homeless. So if they have COVID, there's no place to quarantine. And we've been working with that diligently in the last year or so. And and again, we, our, our goal, our vision is that no one is homeless. Uh, that's a big vision. It's a big goal. And we work at it every single day. Uh, for 99 years to be able to help people get off the street. You know, people that when you're traveling around South Florida here or any place you go in the country, uh, you're bound to run into somebody that you see that's homeless at some point in, in the year. Uh, they may be at a traffic stop where they're begging, you know, have a cardboard out there, please help me. It could be at a bus bench or it could be in a, su a supermarket or even a restaurant sometimes. People come up to you and say, you know, I'm, I'm out of work. I need some help. And then you're looking at that person. Should I help them? Uh, if you're driving sometimes, I know it's very uncomfortable when you come to a stoplight and here comes a person and he just stands there. Or she just stands there at your window with a cardboard saying, I need help. And they look so helpless. And you're looking, should I roll down my window? What should I do? Uh, I, and you just, it's a, one of those odd moments where you're thinking, I hope that light turns green. I need to get out of here. Uh, but people that are in great need come to our centers every single day. Uh, we have centers in Miami and in Broward. We have other locations that we're working with housing and, and doing so many, so much in our community. Uh, and when they come in, they often, they're very, very hungry. You know, you can't talk to somebody when they have an empty stomach. So we really, uh, need your help right now to help us with our meals program you know just last week we are so thankful by the way i got to give a shout out to brian mudd and to jimmy cephalo and to others that uh, were on iheart and wiod and and wnjo 
that really uh, got the listeners to, to support us. Our goal for the radio program, Radio, radio Share-A-Thon, was 10,000 meals. Uh, and we had an anonymous donor that wanted to match everything that we did. So those 10,000 meals, we met our goal. I'm praising the Lord. We're so happy. My wife is super excited. Uh, we were just tickled that uh, right at the very end, we were still lacking about 400 meals. And a person came up, a very special person, said, I'll take care of that. So our total was 20,000 meals. Uh, that 20,000 meals, by the way, we're serving 800 people a day. At three meals a day, that's 2,400 meals a day. So that 20,000 uh, meals, which is wonderful, is about 10 days. You know, last year we served close to 900,000 meals. That included the people that were residing in our programs and our buildings in Miami and Broward. And then we also help uh, the homeless. We have a special program where we try to engage them. So in the afternoons in Miami, we do have a shower program and we give out boxed meals. And at the same time, we're trying to encourage these people to come into the program. I've been here 30 years, and I really believe that hope often begins with a meal. And you can help us by going to caringplace.org slash virus. That's caringplace.org slash virus, especially during this pandemic where we're, we're recovering, but we've still got a long way to go. And people are still coming to our doors every single day. We have to have special precautions, get them tested before we can put them into the general, you know, uh, population. Make sure that they are COVID free. And if they are detected to have the virus, we have to make special arrangements to put them into a secluded hotel room. It's quite, it's quite a process, really. And the, uh, I have to give my, a shout out to the Miami-Dade Homeless Trust and to the uh, Homeless Initiative Partnership in Broward. Uh, they've really done an excellent job in helping all the agencies that work with the homeless to make sure that those that are positive in the homeless population uh, are given good care and given a place where they can quarantine and re be retested maybe one or two, three times sometimes, and then be able to be placed into one of the centers. So uh, again, if you're listening this morning at the Miami-Dade Homeless Trust or anyone from the Homeless Initiative Partnership, thank you so very much. Uh, again, where we are in our spring cleaning with a purpose campaign, excuse me. That's another way that you can help us, not only by giving at caringplace.org slash virus, but as uh, people are going through their closets, I notice that people are doing a lot of cleaning, even during the virus here. They're getting new furnishings, they're cleaning out their closets. And if you're doing that, uh, we have a thrift store that's located at 8700 Northwest 7th Avenue. That's 8700 Northwest 7th Avenue. It's called the Bargain Barn. Uh, when you go to our web page, you can go under the where it says thrift store, and uh, that place is a is a beautiful place, by the way. You have bargains galore, wonderful vintage clothing, knickknacks, antiques, furnishings, uh, just about anything you'd want to put into your home. Those items, by the way, are donated to us as as items come in. We use them first in our program, so we have the clothes that we really need every single day. Uh, when a person comes to us or a family comes to us, often they just bring in a little bit of clothing, sometimes nothing at all. And and if they complete the program, by the time they get out of the program, they are going to have a full wardrobe. I mean, they're going to have a wardrobe for working and for leisure. Uh, well, really, you see these people when they when they leave, they have suitcases of clothes, so they have their setup. And then when our graduates get ready to, to find a place to live, and we do have that happen quite often, get affordable housing, 
uh, we'll also furnish their apartments with the donated items. So your items can be repurposed for a great cause. And then, of course, the other items that we can't use, we put them in our thrift store. And that thrift store is actually a win-win situation because we have our residents, our clients, are in that store uh, for to be able to be trained to how to keep a job, hold a job. And what I'm saying is that they they may be cashiers, they could be moving furnishings around, they could be cleaning things, unloading trucks. But the goal is to help them with the core uh, essentials of employment. Be on time, dress appropriately, you know, follow directions, complete your task, and and stay and how to deal with conflict on the workplace. So when they get a job, they'll keep their job, have a better chance of keeping their jobs. Because for many homeless people that come to us, they have a very sketchy uh, work history. And a lot of times the ladies that come to us with their children, uh, they've had uh, suffered economically, they've been in abusive relationships, and they also need to have the skills there. So you can go to our website at uh, caringplace.org. There's a great big sign there. It's spring cleaning with a purpose. And we will come out to your home schedule appointment and uh, pick up your items. You get a tax receipt. You know, we are at 5013C. Maybe that will help you. I'm not a, a tax person, but if you give a lot of things to us, that probably will affect your taxes. So we've had people, by the way, when they move, they've given their, their entire house of furnishings and their clothings. So that's that's really needed. So again, you go to caringplace.org slash thrift. Leanne Navarro here, the Senior Community Development Associate for the Miami Rest Commission and the Broward Outreach Centers. I'm so excited. We have on the phone with us today, Monica Lopez, CEO and founder of Plan Me Events, and also Angela Burns, from the CEO and founder of Better Than a Basket. Welcome, ladies. Monica, Angela, thank you so much for joining us. Thank Hi, you for having us. Thank, thank you for having us. Oh, I'm so excited. I mean, before we start getting all the questions out and getting to know you ladies a little bit better, uh, let me go ahead and thank you once again for helping us put together what I know is going to be the most amazing volunteer appreciation event uh, that we are doing for our volunteers on April 17th. I cannot wait. Uh, this is going to be a great event, and I cannot Thank you enough. I'm going to thank you at least 10 more times during the interview because this mm-hmm. is such a great. We are so excited. No, thank you. We're excited. You know, we love our volunteers. We love our supporters and we really want to appreciate them at least that once a year, do a big event for all of them. So tell me, and we're going to go uh, in order, right? Uh, Monica, <laughs> tell me about Plan Me events and what you guys do. Um, I'm pretty much a planner. I like to uh, plan everything from birthday parties to employee appreciation lunches and volunteer lunches. Um, I had been working with the PTA for four years. I did a lot of uh, charity events and fundraisers. And so that's pretty much how I came up with Plan Me events. Um, I love putting smiles in people's faces. And when you have an end product that brings that, uh, it's amazing. So I love to plan everything and just bring people together to celebrate. Uh, life needs to be celebrated every day, and what better way to do than a party? Absolutely. So that's how I came up with Plan Me events. Our volunteers <laughs> are going to love you so much, and I'm going to tell them exactly, our listeners, how to get in contact with you, how to find you. We're going to do that before we run out of time. Uh, but I want to talk now to Angela. Angela, tell me about Better Than a Basket, and how did that uh, collaboration come about as well? 
I do like customized gifting and crafting. And um, like Monica said, there's just something special about being able to make people smile and make them feel good. And um, for years when I was at any of my jobs, like for holidays or special events, uh, I would just make things and I would make customized gifts. And it could be just because it was a Friday. And I would give them to the people that I worked with. And one day a lady said to me, she said, we appreciate this so much, but you know, people would buy these things. And I had never thought about it like that. I always just did it just to give it away because it was just, it felt good to do it. Um, so after some years of thinking about that, that's when I decided to turn it into a business. And that's where Better Than a Basket came from. And my tagline is kind of thinking, gifting outside the basket. Um, I love it. <laughs> when they give a gift, they, their go-to is a gift basket. But there are so many other ways that you can do things. And I like, you know, to be creative and, again, think outside the basket and, and have it an entire arrangement that can completely be used. But um, as far as this collaboration with Monica, um, you know, she's the, the planner and I'm more the product. <laughs> she, she She's the one that, you know, loves her beginning to end and all the details and everything. And, and I'm like, okay, well, what products do you need and how can we work together and how can we, you know, make people's events the best they can be. And especially with something like this, how can we just, you know, show people that they're appreciated? It, it, it really means more than people realize. And let me just tell you, little to let them know they're appreciated. We, we are so thankful. I mean, we are obviously a nonprofit organization. You guys already know that we help the homeless, you know, women, men, children that come to our centers asking for help. And um, obviously, you know, our budget for events like that is always like non-existent, right? Because it's, it's, we try to get every dollar and every donation to help the homeless individuals in our communities. So you don't understand what this means to us. So that's why we want to make a big deal. We want to celebrate both of you for collaborating with each other, for getting together, for putting, I mean, from the name to all the details. Our volunteers are just going to be so happy and so thankful not only to us for doing that, but for you guys to put it for putting it together. So Monica, how can our listeners find you? Because I know you don't do this just for, you know, for charity. You do this as well for business. <laughs> How can people find Plan Me events? Um, my phone number, and you can reach me at any time via text or call, is 305-775-9093. I have also Instagram that you can follow me at PM underscore events underscore by Mo. So you can find me on Instagram. I'm also on Facebook as PM events by Mo. And um, pretty much you can just call me, text me, and I'm always available. I love it. And I know you do a beautiful events. I mean, this is just the, the proof of not only that you do events, events for other people, but you have such a good heart. Now, Angela, how can we find Better Than a Basket? It's pretty much Better Than a Basket all the way across. I'm on Instagram at Better Than a Basket, um, on Facebook at Better Than a Basket. Uh, you can email me, Better Than a Basket at gmail.com. Um, it's all spelled out, and my phone number is 786-280-1820. And just like with Monica, you can call or text or send a message that way, and uh, I will definitely be in contact with you. Let me tell you, I love it. And uh, the other thing that I always tell all of our listeners, okay, I'm sure that you can plan events and buy beautiful gifts from many people in our community, I'm sure, right? Uh, but when you have two businesses here that are not only, you know, for, for business, they're doing these things to, for a living, but they also help others in the community. I rather do business with individuals that are actually helping others. So please, you know, plant me events better than a basket, follow them, like their page. If you can actually 
buy anything from them, plan an event from them, that would be amazing. Now, Monica or Angela, either one of you, tell me about the event. Let's start with the name, Monica, because I know you thought about the name and I think it's super cute. What is the name of our volunteer appreciation event? I think we, we named it, thank you for squeezing in the time to help. Yes. Um, and we geared, it, we geared it towards, you know, we're coming into summertime. What better than a nice uh, cold lemonade? And so when we thought of lemons, that's how we came up with um, that idea. And I thought it would be the cutest thing ever since we are going to do it outside COVID. I thought that it was going to go well with the lemonade and the whole, you know, picnic feel, summertime feel. Um, and Angela just in love with it too. So we kind of went with that. I The name that you sent me, the name, because I, I hadn't thought of a name yet. <laughs> and when you sent it to me, I'm like, oh my God, this is so perfect. It's so beautiful. It's so whimsical. <laughs> You're right. We're going right into summer. We are going to do it outside. You know, this is a good thing that you mentioned that because if any of our volunteers, and I hope you all of our, our volunteers are listening, how wonderful that they know that we're taking all that into consideration, you know, safety first, trying to do it outside, making sure that everyone feels comfortable and that they can come out. Tell me some of the details that you guys have prepared and thought of for this day. Our focus is just to really just make people feel, make them all, let them all know that they're appreciated. Um, I think nowadays people just, they have these grandiose ideas and they feel like, you know, you can't do anything unless you're, you know, doing something big and it's got to be such a big scale or you have to spend so much money and stuff. And it really isn't. It's about the details. And uh, we're just hoping that all the de- the little things that we're putting into this will really show the volunteers that they're appreciated, that especially in a time like this where it's hard to even make sure that you're taking care of yourself or your, or your own families um that they're taking the time to make sure that other people okay are okay um so just you know the little special details and and the planning of the luncheon and and the decor that we're going to have just to let them you know have a day to know that their efforts aren't going unseen and um and every little thing that that you're doing does make an you know does make an impression on people and it affects them And, and we thank you for that i mean it's been quite a year right 2020 was you know, a little crazy for everyone, right? And then 2021 has not been too different, as we all can see. But even though we had a terrible year uh, in regards to our safety and the threat of having COVID around, believe it or not, a lot of our volunteers still, you know, they were coming to our centers, they were volunteering. Of course, you know, we had to think about social distancing. We had to think outside of the box. We had to do other events, drive through events, this, that, whatever. But they kept on coming. They kept on helping. And that is such a, you know, that's the beauty of our volunteers. So I'm sure they'll feel the love from both of you, Monica and Angela. I don't want to run out of time. I know we're almost at the end. Please tell us one more time. I think your phone numbers would be the best way. So Monica, your phone number where everyone can contact you for events. Sure. PM events by Moon. Uh, you can reach me at 305-775-9093. Thank you so much. And Angela? And Better Than a Basket at 786-280-1820. And thank you as well. Thank you so much, ladies. I cannot wait for April 17. I cannot wait to show our volunteers what the collaboration and two wonderful women just coming together, wanting to work together to help others, to help our organization through thanking our volunteers. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank, Thank you, you for your time. Really appreciate it. Yes. Leanne Navarro here, the Senior Community Development Associate for the Miami Rescue Mission and the Broward Outreach Centers. I'm so excited. I'm, I have with us today via phone our wonderful Community Development Associate and Faith Partners Liaison, Patricia McFoy. Welcome, Patricia. Thank you for joining us. Awesome. It's always a pleasure um, to be able to 
um, join you on the radio to share with the community what is happening so <laughs> at the Mommy Rescue Mission and Broad Outreach Centers. So much is happening. I mean, when I talk to volunteers and supporters, and I know the same thing happens to you, it's crazy and amazing and wonderful. All the things that we're still doing, right? I mean, despite the challenges of the pandemic and all the restrictions, we still continue to serve our community. And I'm so proud uh, to be part of this organization. You know, that's one of the things that I love the most. We're not stopping. We continue to serve. Patricia, I want to tell our listeners about our Thanksgiving on Good Friday. And I know you play a very important role when it comes to the faith department and the faith, um, you know, the local churches that, that come alongside of us. Tell me about the Thanksgiving on Good Friday and what you guys did. Oh, yes, yes, absolutely. I mean, Leanne, it was just simply amazing, amazing, amazing event. Um, we just want to thank God for giving us the ability, the opportunity to be able to even serve even during this time of pandemic. We were able to pray for or over 450 families. I mean, this is just um, beyond amazing. Okay, um, we also were able, um, with the help of our wonderful faith community, faith partners, to perform baptism. This is a very first for us to be able to have baptism at our outreach. I mean, it was amazing. We had over 20 that got baptized on Good Friday during that event. We also were able to continue with our foot washing, um, close to um, 500 uh, foot washing. Um, was done. I mean, it was simply amazing. And among that, we were able to do so much more. We were able to give Easter baskets to the children, over a thousand Easter baskets. And I do want to take the opportunity to even thank our listeners, our supporters um, that were able to help make this possible. Hygiene items that we were able to give our mission hope close to 1,500, 1,200 um, 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 um Mission hopes were able to be given to our wonderful um, um, community. So this is what that that's just a little bit of what we did during our Good Friday, and I'm so grateful to be a part of it. And we are truly grateful to our wonderful supporters that continue to help us achieve um, um, our vision. Our vision. Um, so yeah, that's that that's what ha- that's what happened you- on Good Friday or Easter. Easter weekend. <laughs> you, you are amazing. And, and I got to tell you, the, the local partners that came uh, alongside of us through your direction and guide, uh, you know what? One of the highlights for me, uh, you you gave us Sam. Sam is one of our, he, he goes to a church, a local church that was helping us. This is a young uh, man. How old is Sam, Pat? I believe Sam was only 12 or 13 years old, and, um, and he was amazing. Um, I believe the name of the church is King of Glory um, from Coral Springs, and they came out, um, they supported, and Sam actually joined the um, the, the group um, when they came out, and he was simply amazing. And, and you know why? How wh- much? Yes. yes, and it stood out for me because being such a young volunteer, so I'm telling our listeners, if you want to volunteer, if you want to help in any way, we, we accept volunteers on a regular basis, you know, 12 year old and, and older. This is such a great experience for all the children in the family. Please continue to uh, work with us. If you want to volunteer, if you want to make a donation, visit our website at www.caringplace.org. Patricia, thank you so much for joining us. We can't 
wait to do another event. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Such a pleasure. Well, once again, we're at this wonderful part of the program. I think it is the favorite part of the program where we get to talk to people who are literally uh, going through life change and we just hear their testimony and hear from their heart exactly what is happening. I have with me today, Patrick. And Patrick, I want to say thank you for being here. It's my pleasure. Well, Patrick, tell us a little bit of your backstory and what led you to come to the Broward Outreach Center. Um, after years of uh, having a, a problem with alcohol, um, going back to, you know, being 18 right out of high school, um, it was manageable for a while. But then as I got older and older, you know, it started getting a little worse and worse. And, you know, you think just because you get up and go to work every day that, you know. So you were you living life as a functioning alcoholic. Basically. Yes. Yes. And so that's how you convince yourself that you don't have a problem because you still manage to get up and go to work every day, pay the bills. You had a roof over your head. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, eventually after a while, that, that wasn't the case anymore. Um, one day everything came crashing down and people that you loved and loved you, you disappointed them and let them down. You you lost a job. You didn't show up for work. And there's a domino effect. Oh, a do exactly. Exactly. And then the next thing you know, you end up out on the streets mm -hmm. and they have no one to blame but yourself. And then now it, were you on the streets? Oh, yeah. Seven months. Seven months. I was mm. out there. Yeah. So um, do you know what it is to panhandle? No, never panhandled. Man. Never, never, never did, did that. that. We uh, Fortunately, we had a, a an employment agency in town that hired you by the day. Okay, day laborer. Day laborer. So no matter what, every morning you would go down there at 530 and um, check in and put your name on the list. Mm -hmm. And some mornings you would go out and some mornings you wouldn't. So but, some days you ate, some days you maybe didn't eat so well. Uh, not so well. Thank goodness there was a St. George's Church that was right next to it. Okay. And they, they served uh, lunch and dinner every day. Monday mm -hmm. through Friday. So mm -hmm. there was always something. Okay. You know, not every day because if you went out, you didn't, you know, you didn't eat lunch. You now, know. did you experience all kinds of weather? All kinds of weather. I mean, um, toward, toward the very end before I came down to the Broward Outreach Center, it was December and it was just mm. starting those cold fronts are coming through. Uh, yeah. And if you're not properly dressed for it. And you, know, you reconsider your, do I really want to do this anymore? And even though we think Florida doesn't get that cold, if you're not used to it, um, it is cold to you. Oh, exactly. Because I spent the better part of the summer out in the heat, no air conditioning. I was used to the heat and the sun. And you get a couple of cold snaps that come through and it's 40 some odd mm. degrees out there and you don't have the clothing for it. Yeah. And Yourself. reality shows up real quick and you're so like. So I, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but what made you come to the Broward Outreach Center? I mean, how how that connection get made? Um, it, it got to the point where I finally, finally went to my family and said, "Okay, I'm 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 ready. Something's got to give her, and it's, and what's got to give is me. You know, it's time for a change. I mean, I can't do this any longer. I'm only I'm not getting better. I'm not even staying even. I'm getting worse." So and, it sounded like you were sick and tired of being sick and tired. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was. I, all those little pleasures in life that I used to remember, like having a lazy boy and a TV in front of me and a bed and a shower and all those things I took for granted because oh, I think I'll go out drinking tonight. Yeah, it came back to haunt me and, and it started to affect my health and just woke up one day and I 
went to my family, went to my cousins and said, I'm ready today because they kept telling me over and over, when you're finally ready to do something, let me know and we'll we'll help you. And that's when we gave James a call. Your director of operations is a friend of the family. Mm, and that's wonderful. within a couple hours of me making that decision that I'm, I'm ready to, ready to you know, end this and, and start Pardon a new me. chapter, I was at the outreach center. Wow. Yeah. Well, that that is amazing because, uh, you know, I know you're talking to somebody who either knows someone that is out there and they're wondering if there's hope um, or you might be talking to someone who is out there and saying, you know, um, am I ready for that change? What would you say to the person who hasn't quite made up their mind? If they're, if they're sitting on the fence and they're not sure what they want to do, trust me, trust me, give it a shot. I mean, you know, they don't judge anyone. Mm-hmm. You, you come in and, uh, you, you know, you'll be a evaluated and you'll talk to some people. So I can say in Broward, um, the first step is to go through 211 and uh, you can say I would like to go to the Broward Outreach Center. I mean, they'll look for the beds uh, in the place that you want to go. We're going to cut for a break right now. We're going to be back in just a moment. Please don't turn that dial because Patrick has more to this his story. Well, I hope most of you, all of you stayed with us. We were only gone for just a moment. We are back with Patrick and he's telling his story about how he came to the Broward Outreach Centers. And Patrick, you did end up coming to the Hollywood Center. So tell us a little bit about what did that feel like as now you've been out on the streets, let's say in your story there for seven months, homeless. Uh, it's not going from a bed to a bed. You were going from the street to the bed. So tell us a little bit of how that all felt. Well, at first, when I when I first got there, I was an absolute train wreck. I was um, shaking like a leaf. Um, barely remembered the first couple of days because I, I was in that bad shape. Mm-hmm. I, you know, and as I kind of heard that people uh, were worried about you. Yeah, and so as the, they they wanted to put me in detox and everything like that, but I was. After the first day or two, I kind of got comfortable there because at first I had no idea where I was, even though I did, but mm-hmm. you don't. Yeah. You're, you're not clear in the head yeah, yet. Yeah. Not clear in the head yet. And I started getting a little bit better, better every day. And then they had their first, their first community meeting. And that's where you get your sponsor. You know, someone will, will stand up and volunteer to be your sponsor. And, uh, Thomas V stood up and, to be mine. And so he gave me some advice anytime I needed to know anything or do anything or like the first week I wasn't assigned a job yet. And he says, well, come on, we'll go clean the dorms. And you know, start off a little because I was still like my legs were rubber bands. So in other words, you're getting a little assignments just to help you kind of get your bearings and say, hey, listen, uh, yes, it's all about me getting the help. But to get help, I am also giving back a little bit. Oh, yeah. He said, no, you're, you're not going to sit around here on your fanny all day long. Everyone pitches in. Everyone's got a job to do. No matter what kind of shape you're in i mean within reason of within course. reason and um and then as i got better and better got to get to know my caseworker miss Tanessa, and she's been absolutely outstanding when helping me with anything i could possibly need and then just over time you, you learned the system the classes you had to take and 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 what class in, um, that, that was your favorite maybe um I, w- I would have to say that, well, the, first of all, it's your orientation classes at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Those are your mandatory classes you take at first. But then again, they also want to know where you stand educational-wise. So you'd go up to the learning lab and you know, you do a math test, uh, English and language test, and they'll like to find out where you are because those are the kind of things that can help you find a job later. They know what your strong points are. 
Then eventually I was assigned my job for the week. Everyone has a different area that they have to keep clean. And not only that, but your own personal area also. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you have responsibilities plus going to your classes, Mm -hmm. doing your chores, um, just trying to get back on your two feet again. And just basically, you know, hey, I'm here to get better and just do what's asked of you. Mm -hmm. No one tells you to do anything. You're asked to do it and... It, now, you're sleeping in a dorm with other guys, so how do you feel about that? I used to sleep with other guys on the beach, so, <laughs> you know, that, that's not... At least they're all in beds this Yeah, time. and these guys are showered and there's breakfast in the morning, so... Okay. Um, yeah, so that, that's, you know, everything was a little scary at first. You know, you went from having all the freedom, which you didn't want, because it means you were homeless, mm-hmm. to being part of a structured, you know... They wake up at a certain time, breakfast at a certain time, lunch at a certain time, classes at a certain time. and you So you're, to- ta- you're toward the end now of the program, and you're looking for that job and housing. So tell us where you are right now. Well, right now I've, I've got many an application out, so I'm right, right in the middle of job search. And once I, once I get that done um, and I actually start a job, I can stay there a little bit longer and save up for an apartment. But they also have a housing help available. Okay. Where they'll even help you out with everything from plates to dishes to utensils. That's amazing. That's the Miami Rescue Mission Broward Outreach Centers. We help all of our graduates as they go out into housing, get them set up with furniture and all the household items. So I'm going to have to cut you right there, Patrick. But thank you so much for sharing your story. I hope it's impacted someone who is listening today to still have hope. God bless you. Thank you for having me. What a great testimony from Patrick. You know, that's what it's all about here. We're serving thousands of people every single day. You know, just a few weeks ago, we had our Thanksgiving on Good Friday outreach, uh, served over 300 families, gave out food boxes, Easter baskets, just a lot of things to bless people, also gave them encouragement. And when it comes down to that one individual, uh, what's happening in their life, you know, many people that come to us, we can't you know, put them in a box and just stereotype them because the homeless that you see, there's a story behind that. You know, sometimes you don't know that. You just see a person there begging, but you don't know the tragedies they've gone through or the struggles they've gone through in life. And yes, maybe they've made bad decisions and uh, they look like they are capable to work, but maybe they have mental problems or addiction problems that prevent that. So I'm so happy when I hear positive things from people that come through our doors. You know, when they come to us, uh, many times they're hungry, they're they're thirsty, they're dirty, they haven't taken a shower. Uh, women come to us that sometimes have been living in abandoned cars or abandoned buildings with their children. It's just It just breaks your heart. And when they come in, the first thing they really need is a meal. And you can help us. You know, for $2.10, you can provide a, provide a tremendous meal for a person. And when we get a person in, and they get that meal, they get a shower, they get a change of clothes, they, be, they have a different mindset. And then we can start encouraging them, you know, you don't have to be on the street. You don't have to be living the way you are. You can come into the program and uh, we'll start the process there. And maybe a person will come through four or five times, maybe 10 times during the year. But at some point, I've personally seen this. I've seen people that have been sleeping outside around the building and never come, they come in to eat maybe or to use the restroom. But they really haven't made that decision. But then I see people, those same people, uh, because of the kindness and the compassion of our staff and our volunteers and, the, and also the men and the women in the program trying to get people off the street, 
they make that decision to come off the street and their life is totally transformed. So again, for $2.10, you can help us. Go to caringplace.org slash virus. That's caringplace.org slash virus for $21. That's 10 meals. And I believe, I'm going to believe that there's someone here that's listening that can do 100 meals or 1,000 meals. You know, just last week, uh, we had a share with iHeart. So a shout out to Brian Mudd and Jimmy Cephalo and all those at an iHeart Radio. Uh, we had a tremendous, tremendous um, share-a-thon, and we met our goal. Our goal was 10,000 meals, and that those 10,000 meals are doubled by anonymous donor that wanted to match meal for meal. So that was 20,000 meals. That's a lot of food. Uh, and last year, we served almost 900,000 meals. So 20,000 meals is a great, great um, um Donation. We're just we're just tickled pink about that, and we're so so thankful for everyone that's helped us. Uh, and so that's a way that in the future we're going to have some more of those shareathons, and we're going to get some more people to help us with our meal program. And another way that people can help us is by uh, when you're cleaning out your house, we have a special uh, program. We do it every single spring. It's called Spring Cleaning with a, a Purpose. And you, when you're going through your closet, you're going to change out your clothes. Maybe you're going to redo your furnishings. Uh, you can donate them to us. So you go to caringplace.org slash thrift. Now, we use those items every single day, especially the clothing. Uh, we're serving over 800 people every single day. But we also help our graduates with uh, furnishing their apartments or where their homes are. And uh, we also help people in the community that are in great need that with furnishings. Now, the things that are are given to us that we can't use that we put in our thrift store that's located 8700 Northwest 7th Avenue and the proceeds from that store help us with our programs. So two ways to help us, caringplace.org slash virus or caringplace.org slash thrift and uh, you'll be helping to change lives. Well, God bless you. I pray that you remain safe this week and tune in next Sunday right here on News Radio 610 WIOD for more Mission Possible. This podcast was presented by the Miami Rescue Mission Broward Outreach Centers, also known as The Caring Place, www.caringplace.org.